First of all, Jaime, thank you. Where'd Jaime go? There he is. <laughs> You're pressed into service every now and again, Jaime. We thank you for being so willingly to do things that I could never do. You will, you will not see me ever do worship as leading worship. That's just so. We will play canned music first. <laughs> John 11, uh, we'll look at verses 17 through 44, and we pick up where Jesus has fled Jerusalem. He's gone down to the Jordan River, and he went down to the place where John the Baptist had been baptizing. While he's down there, Jesus receives word from Martha and Mary that Lazarus, their brother, He's very sick. And they send an implied message to Jesus, please come and heal Lazarus. And we, we read that Jesus loved this family, but his reaction to their message to him, their request for him to come, he delays and he stays down by the Jordan River Two more days. Two additional days of wondering and worry by Martha and Mary. But Jesus has a great lesson, probably the premier lesson uh, for all of us. And he had to stay away. And he has to allow Lazarus to die. Jesus has this great truth for Mary and Martha and the disciples. And <clears throat> does Jesus heal? Yes, he does. Does Jesus have power over death? Well, that's what he's wanting to demonstrate to this family. For Jesus is the resurrection. He is the giver of eternal life. And... Just let your mind ponder that for a moment. We have no fear of death because we know we will live again with our Lord and Savior. Now, we've all been to funerals. I've done a few funerals. And we have viewed the lifeless body laying there in the casket. And believers, as believers, we realize that the soul of this person has departed, and we're only looking at a shell or a tent of this person. And our custom here in, in America is to embalm uh, a body. We embalm to preserve that body for when we gather everybody around, have a funeral, and we bury them. But in the Middle Eastern countries, even today, they bury that body as soon as possible. Usually, it's even the same day. The person dies in the morning, they will bury that person in the afternoon. Lazarus has died, and he is in the grave. So let's pick up in John eleven seventeen. And we'll read a couple, three verses here. So when Jesus came, he found that he was already been in the tomb four days. 
Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. There is a, a Jewish belief that was very prominent at that time that a soul would linger and hang around the gravesite of a person that had died three days with the hope of returning to that body. And, of course, we know that Jesus was three days and nights in the grave, in the tomb. But Jesus, he arrives on this scene after all hope is gone. And this is just what he intended. He intends for these sisters and to realize, along with the disciples, that he is resurrection. And when Jesus arrives there, there's still a great mourning that is going on. You have friends, you have family, you have even, they were of wealth. So Mary and Martha had probably hired professional mourners to weep and to, to demonstrate uh, emotions of a, of a dead family member. And while they're in the midst of this mourning that's still going on, Martha receives word that Jesus is finally near Bethany. Martha goes to meet Jesus. Mary stays back in the house. Martha has a, a word for Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But Martha, she still has this glimmer of hope. And it's even now hope. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So Martha has this seed of faith in her heart and life. Jesus replies to Martha, your brother will rise again. And she says, yes, I know, Jesus. Lazarus will rise. He will be resurrected on the last day. Let's continue in John 25 through 26. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he goes, do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Jesus has just given all believers, including Mary, Martha, the disciples, the hope of eternal life when he says, I am the resurrection and life. Death of our physical bodies, it comes to each and every one of us. But this is not the end. 
we know that there is a hereafter and we know that our, our soul, our inner being will live. And we know that we must die physically, but we shall continue. We shall live. And we live and have the hope of eternal life, victory over the grave. And Jesus has said to Martha, do you believe this? So I say to you, do you believe this? We do. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, is Martha's reply. The Son of God that has come into the world. And Jesus has, I think, forced Martha into a confession of faith. You ever been forced to admit that you're a Christian or that the Lord is in your heart and life? Sometimes we need to let that be known to an unbelieving world. But Jesus has revealed to Martha a great truth. Not the truth of how he brings resurrection to believers. We would think perhaps that's the truth. But not that, but that he is the resurrection and life. There's a difference. Jesus, <clears throat> Martha believes that Jesus receives whatever he asks of God the Father. But Jesus, he wants to take Martha further than this. He says, not only do I receive what I ask of the Father, but listen, Martha, I am all of these things. I am a healer. I am your Savior. I am the giver of life. And then he says, I am the resurrection. It's me, Martha. And Jesus has just declared his deity to Martha. I'm God, Martha. I'm God. And I'm not your limited interpretation of what you think Messiah should be. I'm not a limited Christ. I'm not a deliverer like the Jews were looking for, like unto Moses. I'm not that. You believe that I can heal, Martha. Now you must believe that I'm God. Jesus has just took Martha way over. you got to believe that I'm God and that I am your resurrection. Martha has known Jesus. He's stayed at her home along with the disciples. And she's known Jesus in the flesh. She has believed Jesus could have pre prevented Lazarus' death if Jesus would have simply asked God the Father to heal Lazarus. But Jesus takes Martha all the way to this point of, I'm God, Martha. I'm God. I am the resurrection. I give eternal life. And I think Martha is trying to process this whole thought of Jesus being literally God and her her thinking process is I'm sure spinning when Martha 
goes to Mary. She goes to her sister in verses 28 through 37. And when she had said these things, she went to her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose and quickly came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Then we have the shortest verse in Scripture, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? What a, what a passage this is. And Martha, she refers to Jesus as the singular teacher. Now, in that day, rabbis <clears throat> did not teach women. They only taught men. Martha's designation of Jesus as the teacher is significant. Jesus has crossed the boundaries. He's now teaching anyone really who will listen. And after this word to Mary, Jesus, the teacher, he's asking for you, Mary. And this is... Uh, sort of a implied command by Martha, go see Jesus. And Mary rises quickly. The mourners believe Mary is going to the tomb to weep there, but Mary came to where Jesus was. And Mary's words are identical to the words of Martha. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. This opens up more than speculation. It opens up to the fact that Mary and Martha had discussed the possibility of Jesus coming and healing their brother Lazarus. They had talked it over. They are probably uh, wondering why Jesus did not come. These sisters are close to Jesus, and I think it puzzled them that Jesus had not come up from the Jordan as soon as they sent word to him. But we see Jesus. He's there. And he is emotionally moved by Mary's weeping. And it says he groans. He sighs. And Jesus is troubled. And then we, we read that Jesus weeps. Not a loud, showy-type crying, but a deep, mournful, quiet weeping. And this is unlike the oping, demonstrating mourners are doing. 
And Jesus, I think he sees the effect that death has on this family that he loves. He sees their sorrow. He sees uh, their tears. And Jesus weeps. But Jesus knows that shortly he will call Lazarus from the tomb. He knows this. So Jesus, he's full of compassion. Are you hurting? Jesus knows you're hurting. And he has compassion on you. But not only these sisters, but Jesus encourages all of mankind who suffer death by weeping. This is a strong show of compassion by our Lord. Now, this was contrary to what the Greeks believed. The Greeks believed that God existed, but he had no, no emotions for us as people. And Jesus weeping is a strong show of emotion. And this crowd, they witnessed Jesus weeping for the sisters that have survived Lazarus. They see the suffering of Mary and Martha at the death of their brother, their loved one. And so Jesus asked, where have you laid Lazarus? And they say, Lord, come and see. And the crowd, along with Mary and Martha, have a question. And that question is the same question. Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind, could he not have kept Lazarus from dying? Let's read verse 38 through 44. Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. <clears throat> Take note that Jesus groans. Sometimes our emotions go beyond words. Jesus groans. He gives a deep sigh of sorrow. As he approaches the tomb where, where Lazarus is buried, Jesus commands, take away the stone. Take away that stone that covers the entrance. And Martha, she speaks up, Lord, by now there's a strong stench or there is the smell of death. 
and that's an overpowering smell. I like what the old King James says, Lord, by this time he stinketh. <laughs> yep, he did. <laughs> and <clears throat> if you live out in a country, an animal will die, and there's a certain odor to an animal in its death. It's a distinctive, repulsive odor. And Martha, she reminds Jesus, Lazarus is decaying and he stinks. And this happens to be another proof that Lazarus is dead. And Jesus reminds Martha, I told you, if you believe, you would see the glory of God. I told you, Martha. They remove the stone. Jesus gives thanks to God the Father for hearing his prayer. And then Jesus cries out with that loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I heard one preacher explain that he had to say Lazarus, come forth, or all the graves would have been emptied all around. So he designated Lazarus, come forth. Well, perhaps. <laughs> But Lazarus has no choice. He must come out. And he's bound in these grave cloths, these wrappings. And so if he's bound in these grave cloths, Lazarus is having to hop out. He can't walk. He's having to do like a bunny hop to come out. And Jesus tells him, loose him, let him go. And many of the mourners, many of that crowd, they now believe in Jesus. Several months back, Jeff Elwell died. I was at the hospital with Sarah, and they asked Sarah if she wanted to view his body. And I went with her. And Jeff was laying there on the table, and he looked like he was simply asleep. He didn't look dead. He looked like he was asleep. And it looked like Jeff could just wake up and rise up. But several days later at his funeral, Jeff didn't look asleep. He looked dead. And there was no possibility for him to awake. That was obvious. Jesus called Lazarus forth. He was a decaying corpse in a tomb. And Jesus demonstrates to all these mourners that he is the resurrection and life. And he demonstrated to all of mankind that he is the resurrection. For us to have our salvation, to be born again, there's one requirement. You have to believe Jesus overcome death. You have to believe he rose again. It's that simple, and we do believe. But Jesus, 
demonstrated his power over death there in Bethany while the sisters waited for him to come and heal Lazarus they bury Lazarus and Jesus calls him out of the grave Jesus wanted to demonstrate resurrection over death and he did amen let me get you to stand we'll close in prayer Lord it's hard for us to understand sometimes that you overcome death you can bring a decaying body back to life again wow that's amazing Lord and you rose Lazarus from the grave and we have the hope of resurrection that when we physically die, that is not the end. We will then go to be with you. And we understand to be absent from this body is to be present with you. What a beautiful hope we have in you, Lord. Thank you for that hope. Thank you for overcoming death in the grave. Thank you for being resurrection. Lord, we're forever grateful that you bring life to our, to our soul, to our spirit. And we thank you for that. So, Lord, may we be faithful to share this good news with anyone who will listen. You are the resurrection. You are the life. Thank you for loving us enough to go to the cross and then raise from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus for your power over death in the grave. We'll forever give you thanks, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.